Hello everybody, welcome to Amen, where we have the power of God and anime on our sides. My name is Greg, today I'm joined by Nick, and we are doing another episode of Movie Reviews. And this week we are doing our Christian movie, because last month we did our anime movie. And we finally watched it. We finally watched God's Not Dead. He's surely alive, he's living on the inside. (laughs) (laughs) This was one of the movies that we were thinking about when we initially thought hey let's go watch some christian movies and let's go talk about how good or how bad they are what what did this get on rotten tomatoes like an 18 percent, 18 or 20 i don't remember something like something very low and it it really shows it really shows um we're going to try to huh 12 yes 12 wow that okay I gave a little too much credit. You have have higher expectations. Dang. Actually, audience, I think a lot of Karens gave it a 75%. Like, (laughs) I see. The audience gave it a 75%. I don't know what audience they're. I think it's it's the the, the classic Christian demographic that they're trying Mm -hmm. to aim for. I'm guessing. Mostly, like, the people that listen to, like, K Love or the Christian music soccer yeah. mom people out yeah. there yeah i can see that that's, um, that's demographic <laughs> um we are definitely are not that and so we're going to go through this uh there's a lot i think to talk about here um so without further ado let's just jump into it overall enjoyment i'll I, i'll say it straight up i did not like this movie i don't think you're going to have a different opinion <laughs> right i i think it's i think it's funny i this this movie was just like it it was it was bad, but I feel like if you come in it knowing that it's bad, I think it's funny. <laughs> like the so bad it's good type of genre. yeah, it's like so bad it's like you could you could like watch this like and just laugh at it the whole time because it's just so bad. Yeah, like there's so much cringe in the movie that it's just like why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is that is a very that is a very good way to put it. Let's. Let's go into the the plot of the story and this I think here's the first part where it does really poorly. First of all, I think God's Not Dead tries to bite off a lot more than it can chew. I think that there are something like five different storylines that all somehow interconnect and when you think about that initially you're like oh that's like if they manage to get all five of them to work together then that'd be then that'd actually be very impressive but that um does not really happen and let's let's go through the storylines really quickly the main storyline is of our main guy i'll be honest i don't know any of their names do you know any of their names <laughs> I only know the I only know one name because he created Avengers. <laughs> Josh Whedon. <laughs> but like the, the main character, character. name. The char- what, what's the character's name? His name's Josh Whedon. Oh, it's okay. So Josh is um, the main character, and he is a college freshman entering into his first psychology class. And the basically the teacher's like, okay, uh, God does not exist. Write God's not dead oh, on your papers. Me. Send it in. And then he's like. Uh, professor i can't do this i'm a christian and then the professor's like oh well if you think that you're a christian why don't you go and give us three lectures on why god is not dead and he does it that is storyline number one 
Mm-hmm. Um, Storyline number two is there's this left-wing reporter, and she is dating this rich Yushi company. Businessman. Yeah, businessman. <laughs> and uh, she gets cancer. That's storyline number two. Storyline number three, there's a grandma with mm-hmm. dementia. Completely forgot about her. Um, storyline number right? storyline number four, it's the professor is dating a Christian. That is storyline number four. Storyline number five is that there's a Muslim girl and she's trying to become a Christian. And storyline number six is there's this Asian boy who calls his dad in China talking but, about Jesus. Wait, what's There's the seven, next? actually. What's the next one? You've got the pastor and his, oh, and his missionary yes, friend. Yes, the pastor and the missionary friend. Saw their, their car for like the longest time. Yeah. Um, so and they're. Like, you know what? You know, God is good. God is all the time. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's seven storylines here. And each one of them gets, except for the main storyline, gets maybe five minutes total of screen time. And this is a two hour movie, keep in mind. Um, and so when you have this many storylines within a single movie, you cannot fully develop any of them. Mm-hmm. And essentially a lot of them just come down to, okay, they set up the initial problem and then, or they set up the initial scenario, they bring up the problem and then they, and then they resolve it within the next part that they're shown. Somebody, somebody's upset, somebody's crying somebody gets insulted and then at the end it's okay and then they turn to jesus that is how yeah. all how that's that's how six of these storylines go mm-hmm. and and it, dude it's, it's it's basically propaganda for newsboys like song of god's not dead it it all leads to one point of the story and it's yeah. news newsboys concert and that's where they all meet mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is like crazy yeah it's it's bonkers yeah that that's how they all that's how all the storylines converge together and it's it's interesting it's interesting how they managed to do that the plot is not written very well if they they had to cut out i think at least four of the other storylines i think if they cut out four storylines and just focus on three that would be a okay choice i think that they at most i think they should actually be only focusing on two to get legitimate storylines going, um, to get actually good build-up, suspense, plot, all that kind of stuff, to make it enjoyable to watch and cohesive. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Next, let's mm. yeah, let's just go into mm. characters next. Nick, is is there anything that you want to even say here? Do you do any of them stick out to you? Do you think any of them are well done, poorly done? Oh, okay. I think that. The philosophy professor within the movie was actually pretty good at like acting. The director just didn't do a good job at writing the script out, and you know I think the the acting wasn't that good. But I think um, the two main characters, which is Josh Wheaton and the professor, they did probably the best jobs out of like all of them. Everybody else, I could care less. I think those those two characters were the only ones I cared about. And everyone else is just, like, secondary. And I think that because they had the most development, and you can actually see, like, what 
what's going on in their heads, like what's what's going on, right? And a lot of things happen for the professor because he's atheist. <laughs> and for the Christians, they're being persecuted the whole time. Like Josh Wheaton's character, he's being persecuted by the professor. Um the the Muslim uh woman uh is being persecuted by her family. Uh you get the Asian kid that's learning about Christianity being like her his father not caring about like what he is going through or what he's like trying to believe in. And then you have um like the professor's girlfriend who's just like going through you know, being persecuted by her the professor because, you know, she's Christian, just like and he's making fun of her and everything. A lot of the characters are just really one sided, one note characters, like the the girl who's a, the blogger who is atheist and has cancer, the whole time she's just miserable. The only thing that happens for her to be exposed to Christianity was when she interviews the main character of Duck Dynasty. Which is hilarious, by the way. That... Which is hilarious. <laughs> Why is Duck Dynasty even in this film? And he makes a but, cameo at the end. Like, yeah, he, he makes a cameo in the beginning and the end. Like, this, it's crazy. He has such a big role. Yeah. Um, but that was her only, like, witness of, like, experiencing something about, like, Jesus or just learning about Christ because she visits a church just to find this guy and to interview him. And he's like, oh, just come into this church. Like, you can, you can always come in. And she's like, nah, I don't believe in this stuff. And then she gets cancer and then she's like, <laughs> And then shoot. she gets cancer. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And then she gets cancer and she's like, shoot, like... I guess now I gotta I gotta think about my life and her really horrible boyfriend that's like a businessman doesn't care about her so she's like no one cares about me no one loves me and everything just bad so yeah there's not much going on like newsboys comes in and preaches to her there's like the grandma who has like dementia and she has there's nothing going on in this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there really isn't. I, I don't even want to do more. Like, the Muslim woman and her dad, like, <laughs> just really bad representation of, like, Muslim, like, the Muslim, like, relation, I guess, within America. Just not good. Bad misrepresentation was just all over this movie. <laughs> yes. The cast was not good. The girlfriend, horrible. Yeah. Yeah, the Josh Wheaton's girlfriend, not good. Yeah, she was very manipulative, and she did not care about Josh, uh, Josh's like endeavors or passions, or even about like Jesus himself. She's like, "You should idolize me. <clears throat> I am the prize. We are gonna do this together, and we're not gonna have God in it. I want you to be a lawyer, and we're gonna have a great future together." And Josh is just like, no, nah, what, what are you talking about? This is not what God wants. And yes, that's a good answer. <laughs> the, ah, such a bad... Okay, anyways, you can go. This, yeah. I, I, I do not like this movie. Yeah. This, okay, this movie was funny. I gotta say, this movie was funny. But it, yeah, it is so ironically many... very funny. Yeah. Just like thinking, like, when you, the more you think about it, the funnier, like, it just gets... <laughs> The ending is just yeah. We'll we'll so get to the ending. Funny. There'll be spoilers oh for God. the ending, um, because we definitely need to talk about that. 
And before that, yes. I just want to touch on the pacing. The pacing for this movie was very poor, I think. Because there's so many storylines, you have to cut between each of the storylines. And so every single time you like kind of get you like kind of get going, it stops and it cuts. So it feels very kind of disjointed and it feels very stunted in its storytelling. And then moving on from just a writing perspective, going on to production, I don't think like nothing stood out. I don't think it did anything particularly poorly, but it didn't do anything good. I don't know how yeah, else to explain uh, there it. Was, <clears throat> there was nothing good about... I don't know. The production... Okay, I'm looking online right now. Their budget was $2 million. They could have did better. I think the yeah. montage in the beginning like shows you this movie isn't going to be good. <laughs> the montage took a really uh, long time. It took so long it took, just to uh, like, like kind of introduce like, multiple... Yeah, just to introduce some like characters. Or most like all the characters you, you're introduced to. And you're just like... How are they going to talk about all these characters within two hours? Yeah. And somehow they do, but poorly. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. And the only thing, the only thing I really want to say here is once again, yeah, actors are very not great. Um, the girlfriend actor for the, for the main character was very, very bad. Like I'm not, I'm not one to be able to say, to be able to point out when somebody's acting like really poorly, but I could, I could tell uh, it was very bad. And, for some reason, they the way that the script is written is written so that every few minutes you get hit with one of these like very Christian quotes or very Christian sayings, and every time the characters pause to say it, they're acting like they just fail to be able to act anymore. Like I remember the did. like I remember the Duck <laughs> Dynasty guy. He was like talking, having a conversation with the with the reporter lady. And it was fine. Nothing spectacular, but it was fine. And then he started talking about, like, how you have to, I don't even remember, like, to speak Jesus's name, like, in, like, if you, like, acknowledge Jesus. Yeah, like, you have to, like, acknowledge Jesus, and then he'll acknowledge you. And he's, like, he's, like, trying to quote from scripture, and it, it sounds like he's just reading from the script. It's, like, the way that I imagine it is... If every single time they wanted to say, like, quote from the Bible, they just turn and look at the camera and just look straight at the audience and then they just say it. And then they turn back. Like, the, it's like, um, you have you, you've watched like plays before, right? Like Shakespeare or something? Yeah. When they have like asides oh. or like soliloquies, like everything in the background stops moving and then the character like turns towards the audience and then they give their little monologue and then return back to the scene. That's how it feels like when mm-hmm. they start quoting scripture. Okay. Like, it feels so weird. It's so weird. But you know, God is good. All the time. <laughs> all the time. God is good. And that that is all that we're going to say. <laughs> that is all we're going to say <laughs> about the writing and technical standpoint. Because I want to get into yeah. these different storylines and talk about them more in depth. Because there's a lot to talk about here. Um, and let's let's go through them. I think in order of the least important to the most important, I guess. Oh, um, least important. Okay. L- okay. Let's start with the the grandma with dementia. Yes, the um, least important is the grandma I, with dementia. I legit. So she gets introduced. She's like one of the first scenes in the entire movie, and then she comes back in for one more scene, 
like 70% of the way through and I completely forgot she existed. And like her mm-hmm. son is the businessman who's dating the news reporter and her daughter is I think the girl dating the professor. The professor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's like okay. This reminds me of Steins Gate in the way that they want to make it literally everything connect, but it's just weird. Connect, yeah. Um just so bad. And I think the whole point thematically of her story is I don't even know. I didn't even write it down. I it mattered so little to me. Something about living I think her son comes back later on and he's like mm-hmm. you are you never did anything wrong and you now have like dementia you're living a bad life i did everything like i lied and did all this bad stuff and i'm living like the my best life like what is god like why is god important and mm-hmm. she, and then apparently she doesn't have dementia anymore and then she just spits a few bars about Yo, legit. Yes, she spits she... bars, and he's just like, "What the?" And the 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 son's just like, "What the heck?" And then he leaves, <laughs> like, and then no, he never changes. <laughs> he leaves, and then he gets a text saying, "God, God's not dead." God's not dead. <laughs> God's not dead. And then he he throws this phone away. But what do you remember? What she Yo. said? Uh, she talked about like how Satan, Satan oh, right. can like do like tr- uh like like can still do. People's people can still get things because Satan gives it to them, and they can live their whole life not needing God. And you know, very few people can go through like, uh, like this door that like Satan gives is like really big, and like anybody can go through it. But for for God Himself is like very small. I think that's like some like very much the gist of it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not very like I don't know if I'm missing anything, but I'm pretty sure that was something about like satan and the devil yeah and like, that, that, that know, is nothing right. good yeah, yeah like you don't recognize that you don't have god because satan is giving you everything essentially everything. and actually mm-hmm. i think that that i i very much agree with that point mm-hmm. i think that that was actually one of the really good points that this movie brought up that people might not uh get at first the that like i think it's a very important point um, if you read like the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis, that's something that he talks about a lot. Like you just need, you need the scripty letters is like one devil writing to another devil about how to tempt man. And one of the big things is just like, yeah, just make them think that they don't need God, like give them a comfortable life. And then if they don't think that they need God, they won't go searching for him. So I really do enjoy that point. And it's a shame that it is, literally the most unimportant it's attached to the most unimportant character yeah. of the entire series or, or movie I, I don't know do you have anything else you want to say for this one or else we're just we'll just go into the next one oh about about the grandma yeah like, like, there's she had like three minutes on screen like yeah. <laughs> she didn't have much she liked her chicken she That's does like her chicken yeah she likes her chicken she Has gets it... it every day but she says she hasn't had it for the longest time yeah yeah, and there's not much going on. Like, <clears throat> the son's still like a douchebag. The daughter, at the end, kind of like. I don't know if she goes to the new bo- newsboy. She goes to the newsboy like concert and like is living life. That's basically it. Like, nothing really going on in that storyline. Mm-hmm. So moving on from that, let's go on to the next one. I think the. 
I don't know. Let's talk about the professor and his girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that the story behind that is I don't know why they started dating. To be honest, we, they might have given don't a know. reason. Um, it's kind of weird. But essentially, it's like a toxic relationship where he blames her for things. Like she left the wine in the car. First of all, she's a little bit stupid. She's like. She, he literally says, like, take the wine out of the car or else it's going to go bad. And then she doesn't do that. And she brings the wine to the dinner guest. And the dinner guest is like, this wine is terrible. They start roasting her. The The boyfriend starts roasting her, too, which is kind of not cool. But she's it like, really I don't bad. get it. I just left it in the car for three, like, five hours in the sun. And and then and then she ends um, up. They get cooked. Yeah. And yeah. then she, she goes, talks to the pastor, who's also apparently a character. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you're just the only reason why you're still there is because he's giving you affirmation. Um, but you should get that from God instead. And then she breaks up with the professor at literally yeah. the worst time, too. Like, I don't care how bad it is. Like, you're you don't, don't do that work. You don't break up with someone while he's talking to his associates in yeah. the middle of the cafeteria. At his workplace, like you could have just, you could have done it anywhere else. Yeah, very not Christian. <laughs> this girl is not thinking. <laughs> this girl is not thinking. You remember, she isn't thinking. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I don't disagree with what's being said here. Like, yeah, toxic yeah. relationships are bad, but you don't. It's something that like you don't even need to like say oh you should get your affirmation from god i I mean like that is the that is a christian response to toxic relationships but even like this is not a problem that is i guess in a way only solvable in a christian way of course solving in a christian way is the ideal way to go about it but it just feels very out of place here yeah what do you think and also, like, the professor was just, when she broke up with him, he was like, what are you doing? You can't do that. I'm like, you're mine. Like, you, like, come back here. And then she walks away. Like, he has such a, he feels like he owns her almost. And, I mean, I think he does really do care for her. And, like, she does try to talk about, like, oh, Christianity to him. But she, he's like, oh, I'm going to convert her to be, like, no, atheist like me or something like that. And I feel really bad for her, like, a lot of the times, especially when she um, does talk about faith with him, and even when it's brought up in his conversations with his associates um, at the dinner table or something. Like, they all started mocking her, which is such a horrible thing. Like, they made atheists look so bad. <laughs> yeah, they the movie does a really they, bad they thing. Them. They yeah, they vilify very very hard. Like yeah, n- normal people aren't this mean. Mean like, yes. <laughs> like I don't know, but they had to get their message across, and this is just the way that they chose to do it. Yeah, but I I she I felt bad for her. That was the only thing. Yeah, she's not that smart, but she's somehow she got an A minus in this philosophy class. Anyways, next character or next yeah, storyline. Yeah. It's <laughs> this is like it's there, but in my mind, it really shouldn't be there. Like it doesn't really add too much to the story at large, and it's it's just wasting screen <laughs> wasting screen time. Yeah, um, it really does. Okay, let's talk about the next one. Let's talk about the Muslim lady. This one's an interesting one because yeah, 
there are two scenes in particular. Um, the first scene that she's introduced, she puts on her hijab, and this girl comes up. I don't know who the girl is, but the girl comes up and she's like, "You know, I think you're beautiful." And then she's like, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> she gets into her car, and that's that. The first thing I want to talk about is that, because, um. I did a very cursory Google search on why they wear hijabs, and I I would assu- I also assumed this initially. Like they wear hijabs for like a modesty type of thing. Like you take off your hijab when you're in your house and you're only with your husband, or if you're not married yet with your family. It's like a it's it's kind of like a in a way it's kind of like an intimacy type of thing with you and the mm-hmm. person that either your family or you and the person that you're married to. And in a lot of ways, like, I, I, I want to say I kind of like it in a, in a sense, like obviously, obviously like people these days will heavily disagree with me, but I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of nice in a way um, because it's saying like, it, it's a form of saying the person that can see me without the hijab is now is like very special and important to me. Yeah. It's not I mean, like I mean, a, I think I'm ugly, so I must wear this hijab. Or people say I'm yeah. ugly, so I must wear this hijab. So I think that that initial comment was just so, yeah, blatantly Dude. like not understanding why they do yeah. such a thing. Also, I heard that that wasn't even hijab. Like I think they're called a not hijab or something. It's like it's supposed to cover the the hair and the face, and that's I think that's what she was doing, right? She was covering her face as yeah. well. And because like a hijab is only covering the head, like the hair, um, and oh, like the cover- and the covering that. Yes, and I, I was like researching this a little bit because okay. I was just like curious. But I think it's called the job, from what it looks like. And I don't know. She, I think the directors didn't know what they're doing. I don't think she knew what she, what she was doing. Yeah. I don't know. Bad directing. They really wanted to just add a Muslim character. They really wanted to just really add did. a bunch of like stereotypical characters. Um, that you could potentially talk about and then Mm -hmm. her arc if you could call it that is she is a christian and she listens to this like christian podcast or something and first of all her little brother is a narc like her little brother she like tells on her to her dad because in um if you guys didn't know in muslim theology i guess like one of the biggest things that you cannot do is say that Jesus is like the son of God. That's like, it's like literally written into their text and the punishment for that is death. So there is a very, like, there's a reason why um, a lot of like most, a lot of Muslims are very anti-Christian in, in a sense, like they won't convert, like they can, like you can be amicable with them, but they won't like convert to Christianity because that is literally an offense punishable by death. Um, in islam um so she she's like listening to this her brother narks on her and then her dad comes sees it and then he's like laughter how dare you like the it's like how dare you do this and then like locks her out of the house and then he's very sad too because he he's like a very devout person i really like what he says in the very beginning at first when he like picks her up from the college and he's like talking to her he's saying like like a lot of these people like don't know who God is, but like you do, and that's like you need to basically like not like watch out, but also like watch out in a sense. I don't know how to necessarily explain it, but he he made a very good point about 
under like about religion and mm-hmm. like the fact that when you have religion like it's you're you're going to be living your life differently than people who don't have religion even if you're like uh muslim or if you're christian jewish anything like that um he made he made a really good point but the, it was oh my like it, it was him. so yeah i thought i felt bad for the dad but also like i i think the dad was kind of a good actor like you could see that he was very pained to yeah. have to do this to his own daughter um but the scene where she where he finds out and then she gets pulled out is so over dramatic like they start mm-hmm. playing like the music <laughs> it's like the yeah they start playing like an actual like lyrical lyric song and it gets very loud and she's crying like jesus christ is my own like savior he died for me like it's basically like explaining who jesus christ is um mm-hmm. and then he locks her out and it's just song and music and a little bit of slow-mo and fades and it's it's too much that's that's what i have to say about it it's too much for a, such a minor storyline you can't you can't ha- you can't have that happen <laughs> is yeah, there anything I, else you want to say like, i feel like her storyline wasn't ever like there was no closure for her i felt it was just like her da- her dad kicks her out of the house and that was it. And then she, she shows up at the Newsboys news concert. <laughs> and she goes to the Newsboys concert. And now that was it. Like there was nothing much to her. Like she she went to, like after getting kicked out, she goes to like the pastor and just like what do I do now. Nothing really happens. I feel yeah. like oh like people gave her tissues and were just like I'm here <laughs> yeah. for you and that was it. That was it. And then she goes to Newsboys. Anyways, case closed next next, next <laughs> one next one let's talk about um i guess the pastors yes what was even going on their whole their whole thing is like the the home pastor is having Hosting. trouble because he wants i does he want to be a missionary i think he wants to be a missionary no, or something like I, that he wants more I, trials I don't, I don't really i don't really know but it's like he i, I guess he wants more trials like basically um, this missionary comes to his church, and he and basically the pastor is hosting this missionary, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna show you around the area. We're gonna go to this park, and we're gonna have a fun time." And then one one after another, like bad things happen to my man's car, in which he can't get to this park. And <clears throat> I think the whole point is like the pastor didn't have a enough faith. And yeah. the minis- the missionary is just like, you need more faith. Like even if these like these things happen, like it doesn't matter. Like God is good, all the time, <laughs> all the time, like all the time. God, like, is, God good. is good. Oh my gosh! They say it like four times in the series. Yeah, in the movie. So that's why we're memeing it. That's why we're meme- memeing yeah. it. But it is true. God is good all the time. All the time. God is good. <laughs> yeah it's it's like i think their their part is supposed to be like the comedic relief of the series and i think that i okay personally i think it kind of misportrays christianity in a way like it it seems to say that when you're a christian you should always be happy and you should never be stressed when bad things happen because you know God is going to somehow pull through and God is going to make everything okay 
at the end of the day, right? They finally get the car working because they pray to God. First of all, this minister does not even pray. This missionary does not even pray in Jesus's name. I don't. I mm. noticed that in this in the movie, and it got me a, like, if you're gonna make a Christian movie, at least pray the right way. I was I was a little bit mm. upset, um, but yeah, like their their car works in the end because they pray. Um, but me and you know, I think the people listening know that's not how life works all the time. God does not always just answer your prayer if you have enough faith. Like there's a whole lot more that goes into it. We're not always called to be happy. We're not yeah. always going to be like, we're allowed to be angry and we're allowed to be upset when bad things happen to us to say to mm-hmm. basically, I feel like this, this was saying that we shouldn't like an ideal Christian, right? Because it's kind of portraying the missionary as the ideal Christian quote unquote. And then the, the pastor as a, regular lukewarm christian and i just think it's a little um gaslighty i don't know if that's the right term it's it's like no that's definitely not the right term it's just they just they they want to portray christianity as something that it's not i see that yeah and i think like for the missionary guy i think even the pastor felt that way where he was like oh i should be doing more like um like serving here like i think being a missionary is more fulfilling than serving like this town and like the missionary is just like no like serving here is fine like you see all these people having troubles like this (laughs) this boy who's uh trying to debate with his professor about like if god is dead or not and like um this muslim woman coming up to you and like saying like she she wants to be christian like he i feel like they're also trying to portray, like, right here is also a missionary, like, is also, like, a mission's ground. There's a lot of, like, things. They're, they're just not, they're just poorly written. The whole time. There's not much time with them at all. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they're just comic, like, as you said, yeah, comic they're, yeah. they're just the butt of the jokes, like, a lot of times, like, yeah. God is good. All the time. Okay, we're done. <laughs> um, actually, actually, I do, I do like how, the, how, um, the missionary points out that us at home, this is still like a sort of mission field missions field for us. I mm-hmm. think that's also something that doesn't really get talked about too much. Like a lot of people, when they think about missions, it's yeah, global missions, but that's not necessarily the case um, mm-hmm. and something that we should be taking away. So, so far, at least for me, two like really good points raised and by, and those are by two very inconsequential characters. So really though, <laughs> doing doing good movie, doing good. So what is that like? Four, four arcs. Let's go into the next one. Let's talk about the woman with cancer, mm. and she yeah. is like the professor, needlessly antagonistic. Like she's just so rude for no reason, until she gets cancer, and then she's just sad. That's her story arc. That's that, that her is, whole life. That That's is her, her whole character. story. Yes. And I don't... I genuinely... Like, the... I guess the point of it is to say that... It's like, well, have you ever thought, what if you could die tomorrow? How would you feel about Jesus then? I think Both. that's the point yeah. of it, right? I think so, yeah. It's just like, oh, 
even though you might be like a big shop right now like what if like something happens to you where it's like life-threatening like where do you go to yeah and it's not a bad thing it's just super cliche like yeah that is that is like what one of the like biggest things you hear from christians is like oh if you were to die tomorrow would you go to heaven it's such a cliche and i mean i guess it's appropriate for a movie like this but i just kind of <laughs> i just kind of wish it handled it a little bit cleaner with a little bit more charm to it maybe i'm mm -hmm. asking too much i don't know you're asking too much from this movie <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. not much going on here <laughs> um i think the only thing that I like from her arc where she's dating the businessman and she's like, Oh, but didn't you love me? And then the businessman's like, well, love is one of the most overused words today. We use love when we want to get something. And I think that that is a pretty apt view kind of, of how some people view the word love. I think I was teaching Sunday school today and I was teaching first Corinthians 13, which is like the love chapter where it's like, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast that one. And that was something that I had to talk, I talked about. I was like, yeah, people, you throw around the word love a lot. And because of that, it gets misrepresented. Like people say they love things when they don't, when they aren't actually talking about love, but maybe just like, or they're a little bit partial towards something. So I think that that was the only good point really made here. And it wasn't made to really be i think a point that you're supposed to be taking away necessarily mm -hmm. but yeah her arc and the girl who dated the professor their arcs basically overlap and they had they're dating a bad person yeah <laughs> so it um... kind of made me think why are why are they, why are they two like you could have mixed them together and just gotten rid of a character entirely it could have and it yeah, it been, been, been just one character it could yeah. have just been one character but another day yeah like if, if you just made the the reporter a like more or less nominal christian who didn't really take her faith seriously and then oh she has cancer now she has to take her faith seriously but also she's still the reporter like yeah you could have mixed them two yeah. together it's it was i don't know storyline wasn't great yeah. but hey she they all intermingle at new boys and yeah. the reporter goes and you know interviews the new boys and basically the new boys pray for her and voila she's christian yeah or at least like you know you know she got on, prayed on, on, on and she way. got loved yeah, yeah she's on her they way they gave the news boys a chance to talk and you know be more than just like, the musical her. they gave yeah. the they gave like i think i just thought it was really funny that one of the there are four members of the newsboys and one of them gets one yeah. line i just thought it was really yeah. funny that the one dude gets a single line yeah and i think like they're like the one that preaches the most is like the drummer or something <laughs> like yeah and that's our drummer like <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's just our drummer that's that's the one line that guy gets yeah let's just go on to the next one who's who's yeah, how many more are there <laughs> um i think there's only the chinese guy and then the, the chinese guy was i also think the chinese guy was irrelevant yeah, Chinese so guy was omega irrelevant. He's the Chinese guy is basically the stand-in for the person who initially f finds out about Jesus and is learning about God, and he's in the what's the what's the main character? Philosophy, name? philosophy class. Yeah, he's in the philosophy uh, class. Gosh. he's with 
It's Josh. He's yeah, in Josh's Josh. class. Um, and he basically hears what Josh is saying, and then he talks to his dad back in China. And first of all, he's speaking Canto, and the dad's responding in Mandarin, which is just weird. It's so bad. It's yeah. weird. Um, that aside, he... I thought it was kind of weird because obviously he accepts Jesus at the end. Um, but the whole point of the lecture was to prove that God exists. And the mere proving that God exists is not like a reason for you to believe in Jesus. I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. Like, cause mm-hmm. he says at the end of it, it's like, Oh, I believe in, I, I put my faith in Jesus, but Josh only proved that God exists. Yeah, yeah. He didn't mention Jesus. Yeah. So I just thought it was a little bit weird. You could say that he, he learned that like other from another place, but I, w- I wish that Jesus was at least brought up so that it makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's just kind of, there yeah not that important like nick said mm-hmm. dude his dad is is just riding in that car for like multiple days yeah. i don't know how he's just, all the time that like the the chinese guy calls his dad his dad is always in the car and at the very end when he steps gets that out. text message that god is not dead he steps out of the car yeah <laughs> like what's going on yeah yeah this was not good direction Wait, i just imagine Everything was just poorly done imagine i'm just imagining like he, the chinese guy sends his dad like god's not dead in english and the dad gets it and he's like what heck is this what does this say i and just goes this. on with his day <laughs> um yeah this is this is another kind of meaningless arc like i think something better would have like, you could probably mix this character and the Muslim woman together, have her learn about Christianity in this class, and then, you know, have her think on her faith and then turn into a Christian and then have, get into this conflict with her dad. Then that would have made at least her story more um, fuller, like, it made her, would have made her character fuller and then it would have made the movie better, cut out another character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but we can't we can never get what we want and nope. i think i think that's all the six minor plots yes i think we're finally at our main now we're finally at the main main, main part and i there's a lot to talk about some most of which i think is actually pretty decent um i think the teacher i, I agree with you the teacher has some good acting except when he has mm-hmm. to be really antagonistic then his oh, character so weird. his character goes out the window like he stops Josh he stops Josh and he's like I'm the I'm the like you say there's no like you say there's a god yeah I'm the god of this class and like I'm not gonna let that, anybody man. come up and yeah it's it gets weird um, but let's try to talk about his arguments essentially at first um, let me let me see I wrote some notes down but I don't know if I wrote down what he said i i wrote down the first argument for god is essentially a non-argument i think he said something like if you can't like just on the same way that you say that i can't prove that god exists you can't prove that god does not exist which if you're trying to make a case for god you should never use this argument because you're already admitting that you cannot like to say that you can't say that god doesn't exist is already admitting that you cannot prove that god does exist so just for people who ever wants to go into apologetics, never make this argument. This is <laughs> like shooting yourself in the foot before you even start. Um, and I think the first part is him. It's just like a very general overview of 
who creation god is is creation the first part or the second part i think that it was the first part it was the big bang that was like the very first part okay yeah so the big bang came from nothing yeah um i think that that's personally the argument that i use um essentially right big bang everything comes from this one explosion like a lot of basically yeah everything comes from this one explosion you can in my in my eyes like by saying you can say that the big bang exists and then it just it just existed but it would to me it'd make more sense as saying like god created the big bang if you want to go through that form of logic like it makes the exact same sense to me at least um i don't think that there's a real problem with that logic i think the second point he makes is with evolution or it was evolution yeah, I think, evolution yeah. and creation which i also this is also what i think what um but we'll talk about how you what you think i don't know what you think about this but i think that yeah the sheer diversity of life on the planet is a testament to creationism than to evolution because though the um basically when i first started learning biology this is where i i really like cemented this idea um the way that i hate biology by the way like everything about (laughs) cells i hate but the way that everything has to work within a cell to be able to make the cell work it's you i don't to me it's impossible to think that these arose independently like if you look at just one process one pathway i don't know to like get like let's say there's like some sort of steroid to make your cells produce more of something the pathway of okay that steroid needs to attach to a membrane protein that membrane protein then changes and then another protein comes and it attaches to that protein and then that changes and then ATP comes and it activates that protein. And then that protein goes into another protein. And then there's like 17 proteins. And then you finally get into the cell and then you get DNA and then, or, and then it makes RNA and then that RNA becomes a protein. And then that protein then gets shipped out of the cell. Like the, if you were going to tell me all 17 of these evolved independently of each other and just happened to work together to be able to make this one pathway work and this one pathway is one of like thousands upon thousands of pathways within a cell and you're saying that that comes out randomly like that's actually crazy or you look at dna um you just look at the complexity of cells you look at the complexity of life and to me there's no possible way that you can say that this all happened randomly that's that's what i think about like the whole evolution creation explosion of life diversity argument i don't know do you have do you have like similar thoughts you have different thoughts have you not really thought about it before i i didn't really like biology (laughs) um yeah i didn't really like biology but you know i i think everything you said like it it makes sense that like i i really don't think that like we came from like monkeys or like or maybe we uh, I, i don't really know like it's weird to think that like oh like we evolved from monkeys and so like shouldn't i don't know it's it's weird but yeah i don't really have much to say about like evolution as much because like i don't know what what can i really have to prove <laughs> that's true that's true yeah. but i think in the end of the day like i think his last point was like 
I guess, like, my favorite argument when he talks about, like, morality. And that was, like, his biggest hitting point with the professor. And just, like, why do you hate God? <laughs> like, Yeah. That, that he, has a, he has a mic point. drop in the middle. It's, like, where the professor's, like, <laughs> yes, I hate God. And then he's, like, well, what did he say? How can you hate someone that doesn't exist? Yeah. And just, like, what the heck? And I think, well, a big part was something that we talked about in our earlier podcast, which is, like, subjective and objective truths. And he talks about, like, oh, like, um, one, of the, one, one of the biggest points is just, like, if God is not real, or um, then, like, how is there morals? Like, who gives us these morals? Like, the atheist thinks that, you know, there is no God, and so there is no, like, there is no truths. Or, like, there is no, like, Ob- I guess like objective truths for like morality. Yeah. yeah. Um, no standards. So, yeah, no standards. So like, but for the Christian, this is like what we believe in. So I think I thought that was like really interesting. And you can listen more about like what we believe for like subjective and objective truths in our other podcast. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And you know, the mic drop was just like, "Why do you hate God?" And then at the end, the professor just like, "He killed my mom." <laughs> like, <laughs> what the heck yeah we'll we'll get to that a little bit more it doesn't have anything really to do with anything else but it's just so funny that you have to talk about it there's some things at the end and i just want to make a few points here um yeah so the last part he talks about um like nick said morality he also talks about like the theodicy like the problem of evil um and it's like if god is all-powerful all good and then all-knowing like why is there still evil in the world this is a very classical problem and i feel like he answers thing and he answers like oh because of free will and i've been watching a few um videos and a few podcasts about atheism and about defending the faith and stuff like that and apparently this is one of like the most basic of basic like ways to bring up the problem of evil and free will is one of the most basic of the most basic responses to it um there are a whole lot of different responses that you could give to it both defending it and uh going against it and this is just like the baseline starting line like no uh from what i like was listening like no competent atheists really argue in this way ever and also like the line about morality i think that it works but also it doesn't work i think like the way that i think about it is um well atheists well i think will argue right if you say if you have no god then there's no standards um i think the go-to atheist argument is well the fact the plain fact is that morality benefits society like when people have morals society will prosper and so the societies that don't have morality end up declining and going extinct while the ones that do end up prospering and thriving and you can say why they have the moralities for whatever reason but the case in point is that if you do have moralities you will survive for longer and so you could argue that because of that you don't need a necessary standard like god but you just need to have some sort of morality to be able to keep your society going I think that, like, when I immediately heard that, that's my immediate response, like, what I thought about it. I think it's still an argument you can use, but it's something that you need to also be able to back up. Like, it's not 
the end, like end all be all of that argument. Um, but yeah, that's just what I thought about it. it. I think it's still a good starting point. Like everything about what he's saying here is like a good starting point for Christians mm-hmm. because a lot of times Christians just don't know where to start. Like you immediately mm-hmm. hear like, but what about this? And then you're like, oh, but what about that? And uh, you, that's when people get confused. But this is this does provide a really good starting point. Another thing I really like, um, I think after the first time he gives a lecture, um, what's his face? The professor asks him something about like Stephen Hawking or some person, and and uh, Josh is basically responds like, "Oh, I don't know the answer to that question," which I think is really really good. I'm really glad that they showed that. Like we don't need to know all the answers at all points in time. We can say, "I don't know." Let me go do some research let me go think about it and then i'll get back to you and i think that's something that mm-hmm. we don't recognize enough i guess also for like this scene i feel like the audience or like the the students i feel like if they had questions or if they brought up things i think it would have been better but it was very much like just the professor and the main character one v one and i think that yeah it was a one v one but like i think the other students they had no like thoughts. They had no like there was they they were just there. It was just the Asian guy, really. Yeah. And the, <laughs> like, there's one black kid too. This one, there's one. Black yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was. I think his name was like Sea Dog or something. Yeah. Like, it was it it was like satirical or something like. Yeah, uh, everybody was, was just. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was Sea Dog, but it was it was something no, I dog. Think, I but, think it was. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. I, there were everybody was like a stereotype of what they were meant to be which is such a bad thing like they're all one note characters um but yeah i i really did like um like the banter between the professor and josh and i think like i think that was the best part about the movie i think if they solely focused on like these points i think it would have been a really i guess like a better than a 12 percent movie maybe maybe a 32 but like (laughs) It like adding all these other characters like takes away from the banter between Josh and the professor, mm-hmm. and that really does like kill it. Yeah, but I did like the I did I did like the arguments between like each one of them, and I feel like um the professor could have done more to like back up his claims or just talk more about like what he believes, other than just trying to like like kill like Josh's belief in like God himself. And I feel like atheists do have more, like, have more, like, backing to, I guess, what they believe in than what was presented mm-hmm. in the movie. So, yeah. <sighs> also, Josh Whedon, the main character, is also a character in Good Luck Charlie, if you want to know about that. A <laughs> Disney show from, like, back in, like, 2012 or something. He was, like, the boyfriend of the main character of good luck charlie anyways going on yeah i i think i don't think there's anything more in terms of like the story that i or in terms of this arc that i kind of want to talk about of course he wins at the end and everybody stands up like god's not dead god's not dead it reminded me me of you know you know the spongebob movie where they all put on like the bucket hats and they're like they're like all cheering for plankton that's just what it reminded me of like it sounded oh, like yeah. brainwashed people 
like yeah just chanting one of us <laughs> one of us one of yeah, us yeah it's a little it felt a little bit culty <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I believe that too. But I guess also, I guess some things that happened within, like, the storyline too is, um, I guess the professor's girlfriend and the main character's girlfriend, because the girlfriends weren't that great <laughs> yeah. for either one. <laughs> and, like, I think we said it earlier, Josh's girlfriend was very manipulative and didn't support him. And, you know... Good riddance, right? <laughs> she was she was actually the worst. Yeah, I mean, she looked like they looked like a great couple and everything, but uh, it it wasn't good. She wanted to plan the next fifty years of their life. Yeah, legit. Weird. Um, but yeah, I I just want to talk about two more parts of the story. One of them is very small, right? Uh, we we mentioned that the professor's mom died, and that's why he hates God. And then mm -hmm. he pulls out a letter from her, and then they start playing the voiceover. Dude, I hate voiceovers. They're so they're so cringy. Um, I just wanted to bring that point up because I hated it. Um, and it's basically like it, the the voiceover is just another monologue to be like, I hope even after I die that you'll love God. And then he's like, I, I, I gotta go get my girlfriend back. Time to go to Newsboys. And <laughs> okay, do you want to talk about do you want to talk about this scene or do you want me to talk about this scene? All right, so just imagine this. My, the professor is running towards um, the New Boys concert. He keeps running, and then he, he stopped at a red light, or like, you know, a crosswalk. And it starts raining, it starts sprinkling on him, and it's just like, oh, man. And then the, the, the signal finally says walk, so he starts walking. And also, by the way, the, the pastor and the missionary are in the car right in front of the... Yeah, right in front are. of him and what happens when he when the professor crosses the street when he's supposed to right a car comes in rams him makes him fly up in the air and he lands on his back and the missionary and the pastor come out of their car check on him and they're like oh man his ribs are cracked and they're in his organs like because they're doctors or something yeah and and he's like they only he only has like a few minutes to live they're trying to call for an ambulance and everything. Like, all these other people are, like, surrounding him, seeing, like, how he's doing. And my man is just in pain. The professor's in pain, like, gasping for air, like, dying at this moment. And the pastor's just like, all right, do you, there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why you're still alive. You have to believe in Jesus. Like, do you believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And then my man is just like, wait, I'm atheist. Like, yeah, like, wait, no, but... <laughs> like, no? And he's like, but there's a reason why you're here, so say it. And then at the end, he finally says it and dies. Yeah. <laughs> man gets hit by a car? Conversion time. Yeah, dude, he was not isekai He just died. <laughs> yeah, isekai to heaven. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it was so abrupt and completely unneeded like you could he was already changing you did not need to hit him with a car and make him die they like, really killed the atheist they really killed yeah. off the atheist and converted him because he was dying yeah oh yeah it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth um after you see it happen and it's just it's so unnecessary that it hurts me to like think about yes and do you know what do you know what I think is hilarious about it? 
Um, even though right, part? we we should we don't think it, we shouldn't we shouldn't think that it's hilarious. There is a very hilarious part to me, where after right in the concert they're like, um, the Duck Hunt man comes back, the Duck Dynasty guy comes back, and he's like, you gotta text, uh, God's not dead to like all your friends. Like I, everybody knows one hundred people, so if all. 100 like if 100 people send it then we'll have like a lot of people getting this message and then the the girlfriend the ex-girlfriend texts the professor god's not dead and what does the pastor and the missionary do the the pastor picks up the phone off of this dead dude and he looks at it sees it says god's not dead looks over to the missionary smiles and he's like this is a time to rejoice (laughs) <laughs> it was so God bad. is good all the time all the time God is good and they're just like standing over this dead dude I was like oh my gosh like please have some sort of decency it's like heaven <laughs> is rejoicing heaven is rejoicing they really killed him off yeah. that's I, I mean that was like the uh, I just like wow they really did that yeah oh very 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 very, very abrupt yeah it's very upsetting i think i think like they didn't know what to do with him yeah i think the very end they did not know what to do with him like he was changing he could have got his girlfriend back but they were like no and you don't even know like what happens after like i'm pretty sure the girlfriend is gonna be like super sad about this but you know god is good god yeah all the time all the time god is good god's not dead but this dude sure is <laughs> yeah dude he sure is um Okay, let's start to wrap this up. So, yes, out of out of ten, what would you give it? Would you recommend it to anybody? I would not recommend this unless you're drinking with friends. Um, <laughs> this this probably gives I I will I'll give this like a two or like two point five out of ten. I think this is it wasn't like horrible horrible. I I think that there's more horrible like Christian like media out there, but it wasn't like it wasn't like oh I shouldn't have ever watched this. I think this was like a funny like yeah. it was a funny time. Yeah. I think I'd give it a 4 just because it was four. pretty funny. Like it should be yeah like around a 2, but because it's so ironically funny, I'm going yeah. to give it more points and I would not recommend oh, it. Yeah. I would not recommend this to people unless you're trying to have a little bit of fun. But yeah, don't don't watch this movie oh my if you want. God. If you're This is why like Christian Caleb movies have a very bad rap. Yeah. Passion of Christ did a great job. We watched um, Prince of Egypt, great movie. This is one of the bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I think that there's even worse out there. Yeah. So, so, um, if you guys want, we will. If you guys, if you guys liked how we did this episode, we will watch God's Not Dead two. And if you guys oh, like that, no. we will watch God's Not Dead three. But you have to tell us. Yeah, you have like, to. You have, you have to, to actually like, tell us yeah, because must. we don't want to watch it. We don't know who's listening to this. Um, so if you're listening, you just just message us. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. We're done. This has yeah. been long enough. Thank you everybody for listening. We are Amen, and with the power of God and anime on our sides, we hope to see you next time. Peace. God's not dead. <laughs> God's not dead. Amen. Amen. <laughs>